Need to create a complex enterprise Angular application? Angular Bootcamp is an intensive three-day workshop class to learn the basics of Angular through sophisticated techniques for real-world applications. We target Angular 6 and the recent versions with much of the curriculum is suitable back to Angular 2. Or go beyond the three-day class with a consultation or project launch with Oasis Digital, the team behind Angular Bootcamp. We can assist your team or launch your project with advanced Angular topics including scalability, data flow, state management, full stack product design, and more. Contact us for a private class at your location or buy a ticket for public classes in various cities around the U.S. and occasionally in Europe. Online live instructor training is also available at angularbootcamp.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Angular. This week on our panel, we have Aaron Frost. Hello. John Papa. Hello, hello. I'm Charles Max Wood from devchat.tv. Uh, Alyssa just joined us. Alyssa, do you want to say hi? Hello, hello. Uh, we also have a special guest, and that's Dan Muller. Hey, people. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure. So I'm a random guy. Um, I used to work at Google, and then I got bored after making a whole bunch of Angular applications. So one day, I randomly messaged Victor, and I started working at Narwhal, and that was fun. And then one day, Victor got up in the middle of the, uh, like a Saturday night, and he had this really cool idea to make a product, and so he coded it up over the weekend. And then he said, hey, Dan, look at this thing I made. It's really ugly. Can you make it pretty? And that thing is now Angular Console. And that's basically who I am. Nice. Nice. So do you want to kind of give us the elevator pitch for Angular Console? What oh, sure. Besides pretty? Uh, well, it's mostly pretty. Uh, but besides that, so Angular's had this CLI for a bit. And we all pretty much like it or love it. I don't know. It like generates code. And nobody likes copying and pasting code, which is at least how I like made Angular apps before it existed. <laughs> unless, of course, unless, of course, you're Ward Bell, and then that's, that's what you love to do. So we got that out of him a couple of episodes ago that he still doesn't use ng-generate. He still copy and paste. So. <laughs> well, to each their own, even if some <laughs> wrong. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save Ward the trouble. Alyssa, get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit, like one of the parts of working at Google I missed the most is I had all this code I authored and I would know exactly where it was and I would just like copy and paste like patterns that I'd done before. And without that, I'm just much worse at my job. Um, anyway, I was talking about console. So yeah, uh, we stopped copying and pasting code, some of us, and we use ng-generate to generate code. Um, but sometimes it's sort of hard to like know what all the flags are or like you misspell them and then you feel dumb. Um, and if you're a newbie, it's sort of like, I don't know. There's a learning curve, and that's sort of a drag. Nobody likes that. So basically, what it tries to do is it tries to make it like easier for novices to know like what you can generate and like what options are available for you. Because it just, you know, instead of having to like read a man page, which is kind of intimidating, especially if you're on Windows, where using a terminal even a little bit is the worst experience of your life. Um, instead of doing that, it's like a nice, pretty gooey, so it makes you feel nice and comforted and holds your hand a little. And it's also like a tool that I use as like an expert just because I constantly misspell things and I want to go fast. And it just makes sure that I don't do anything wrong. And it's like, it's focused. Like, uh, mm. like when you have a terminal in front of you, you have like, it, it can do anything. And so it can't really be focused to any particular task. It's this Swiss army knife of a tool. But when you're in console, you know, you're gearing up to work on one specific project and it's kind of hard to leave that context. And so it keeps you focused or it keeps me focused rather. Oh, but I, yeah, it's a CLI on top of the, or it's a, it's a GUI on top of the CLI. I think I forgot to mention that. That's an important so point. So I'm pretty quiet right now. And let me explain why. Because I just installed it for the first time. Oh, I'm, working, nice. I'm working on a project for a client. And I've been, I've been in the CLI a lot recently. Um, doing a lot of, um, you know, NGG things. And so uh, I'm looking at this thing. And I can see how it could be really helpful um, with its UI. And, and, and I like... I, I don't know. I like a lot of what's going on here. This is actually pretty cool. Um, for a lot of people who are listening, you're not getting any of the visuals here, but 
get in there and try it out. Um, Cause one of the things, like one of the things I'm looking at right now is the split view where I can generate a component or a module or a service, but on the bottom, it's got like this terminal output, right? You know what I'm talking about, Dan? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, that's what's that called? What's that many a nights. Oh, that's the, uh, I guess I'll call that like the generate screen. Okay. Um, so, yeah. so I'm sitting on that generate screen. I literally have a terminal on my, on, next to my IDE where I generate things from. And so this can like literally sit there and I always have to throw the dry, the dry run flag on. And I always forget to put it on. So I always am generating stuff halfway before it's ready. And so um, this actually could really, really help me out. This is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Like uh, basically as you're building up the commands, you just get the dry run results all the time because it just, it constantly runs them because you couldn't do that as a human because you're typing. And it would be insane for you to like hit the enter key and then copy and paste the commands into a different terminal to continue writing it. Uh, That's just not something we can do because we only have two hands. Uh, But this thing, like as you build up the command, you can like sort of see like what files it'll produce. And if you see a couple you don't like, you just tweak the flags and they go away. Or if you see one that's missing or you targeted the wrong module, you're like, oh, that seems wrong. And then you uh, go to like away from the terminal and you have the flags right above it. And so you can sort of just tweak it a little, get it to how you want it to look. And then you hit the run button and it all just kind of comes together. Or at least that's what I trying to tell myself. So what, what exactly is it capable of? I mean, it does everything that the CLI does, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, it's basically like it's, it's running the CLI like verbatim under the hood. Uh, and at first, like on our first iteration, um, I didn't really intend for it to be much more than just uh, a GUI for everything the CLI could do, which is mostly like generating, but it's also like ng uh, run and ng serve and ng test, ng builds, like all of those ng commands. Anything that has like a builder or an architect definition, um, it like it actively like every second or every like tenth of a second, it parses your Angular.json, sees what's in it. So you can like live tweak it and the thing live updates because it's just polling, you know, all the time. And it just sees like what projects you have, uh, what apps you have, and anything that you could do with the CLI. It just presents to you in yeah. a way that I think is nice. It also it also is looking at your package JSON, and it lets you run any any script any scripts you've got in there. So like I have some custom scripts that are showing up in here that I can just run from this UI as well. Oh, yeah. So what did you do just now to install it? So people at home oh, quickly. Yeah, good question. Sorry, I should have said that. Um, so I went to angularconsole.com and uh, there was a welcoming download button and I clicked the download for Mac link. So um, noise. <laughs> yeah. If it uh, weren't welcoming, would you have clicked it? No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I don't I don't install unwelcoming things. Like Just if it had sure. like a, a harsh white to black gradient button, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frosty has some standards. Yeah. It's only 66 meg too, like the, at least the download for Mac. So I love the fact that it's so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tiny, like most of it's Electron. Like most yeah. of it's Electron. Almost like- all of it's Electron. I built Electron apps and like you're trying your hardest to keep your bundle efficient and then your users install it. And you're like, Jesus, this, this thing's gigantic now. So you know, in comparison, uh, VS Code, probably the most popular Electron app is about the same size. So yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a little bit of size there, but still, it took a whole 11 seconds to download on my machine. So. Yeah, like okay I, I'm that. so jealous of Linux, like where Electron can be like this common thing used by many packages, and all of a sudden things get really tiny. But nobody uses Linux, so like uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like none of us will ever reap the benefit. So, so there's some really simple things this can do. I'm in, I'm going to just go through and kind of talk it out, okay? And 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 Dan, obviously, you're the expert here. Oh, um, sure, sure. So like I can see all my projects. So if you were in like a if you were in a project like an NX workspace that's got multiple projects, you can see them all. And then you, if it recognizes that it's an Angular project, it's got like a button to serve it, to test it, to build it. Or you can do like a generate component, which throws you into this generate wizard, which is actually pretty awesome. There's a code generator that just kind of shows you a whole list of all the schematics you have installed that you can go ahead and and run from there. Like I. I use the update schematic. So it's got additional schematics, including all the ones that come with Angular. 
There's a run screen, which shows you all your scripts from your package JSON, as well as anything specific to your, to your project. And then at the end, so I, I have a question. There's this extensions. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I'm guessing this is, um, this is really an <laughs> where you can get a bunch of schematics, right? Yeah. Um, so like when we were first building. Oh, schematics is how you extend the CLI, right? Like yeah, schematic is how you add new stuff, basically. Am I wrong? No, not wrong at all. Like okay. uh, basically what happens is like an NPM package has this special property on its package JSON that says like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's something like a Boolean that says like has schematics. And so the CLI like parses all of your node modules, finds which ones have schematics and then finds which schematics there are. And all of a sudden, boom, like it's hooked in. So essentially what that screen is, is like a custom bespoke tailored list of uh, what we consider to be like the best extensions for the CLI or the best schematics you can get. But really what that means is we just found like the top five and we're hoping more people will submit pull requests so that we can get like a nice, healthy okay. like, community ecosystem. Because I was going to say, I, there's a couple schematics I use religiously that aren't in here. So, oh, well, you should give them like, to me so I can add them. The prettier schematic is a big one. That one I use on every single project that I install. So, um, we should do a show on schematics. It actually be neat to see how many are out there that people haven't heard of. Yeah, but this is cool. I mean, you're 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 percolating a lot of important ones, right? Like I can see some that I didn't even know existed. Um, so that's cool. I mean, this is cool. Um, and then you know what would be cool is if you had told me, um, don't see your schematic here. Submit a pull request or whatever. If you had added one of those buttons to the UI, I would have known exactly how to get. Oh yeah. My yeah that'd be great. And, cause, cause honestly I was like, where's this list coming from? Cause I certainly haven't installed all these. So I was wondering what it was, but that makes sense. Yeah. It's just hard coded. Like that's not the best way, but you know, we've kind of just hacked this together in less than a month. Uh, you can't see it because Victor blew away our commit history, but you can see like it started like, uh, I don't know, just in the middle of like October and then we just hacked it together and released it in like three weeks, which is very fun. Like considering how slow like Angular itself has developed, it's sort of fun to see like how non-Angular team projects can just like fire because they're not laden by, you know, having to be run at Google where things have to just work. Uh, bugs are unacceptable. So it was riddled with bugs, but it was also like out for the public views, which was fun. Yeah, I'm looking through the extensions in there, and I'm, I'm reminding myself that, yep, I see the NGRX effects and store schematic, and that's my reminder to go write the NGRX data one. So yes. uh, <laughs> I got to get that done. I, I like the idea that you can search for these extensions that are there, uh, especially since there's a filter, because this list is going to just grow and grow and grow, I imagine. It's yeah, in, and yeah. we also want to, like, eventually, like, right now, the things Angular console can do and the things it services are very small because, you know, it's young. But uh, over time, we, like, I, I kind of hope that we can surface more things. Like, uh, I was talking to Matthias on the Angular team, and he loves animations. And, you know, it's kind of hard for people to write animations because not everybody, like, thinks like a designer thinks. Um, so for engineers, it's, like, too hard. They don't want to do it. But if it were trivial to discover them and add them, maybe they would. And so, like, uh, he's, like, very, very much open to maybe having that someday. I'm open to adding lots of other cool ideas that people have to console. It's just a matter of taking it where the community wants it to go and, like, what things are actually useful, which is hard to, like, know. But everybody has good ideas sometimes, and sometimes they get added. Which is cool. Can I uh, can I ask a question? Can oh yes. Um, I'm actually going to pull request while we're on this thing the 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 pre because <laughs> it's important. Sure. It's important to oh, me. Super. It's important to me. Uh, I don't I don't see the file where that lives. Oh, um, there's I think there's an existing PR. Uh, oh. It's kind of old, so things might have moved around. Which adds like ngrs, which I guess is something. You can base it off of that one, I guess. All right, cool. I'll find it. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask the elephant in the room. And the little context here, I had a great chat with Victor a month and a half ago, I think, uh, when it was still alpha or beta. 
about this. And I actually included a piece of the console in a course that I wrote on the Angular CLI because I'm that excited about it. Hmm. And I've been showing the console a few different conferences and workshops. And the one question that keeps coming up, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You guys work for Narwhal, okay? Mm -hmm. And obviously, one of the reasons for driving this UI is to help like connect with, uh, what is it, NX, uh, the framework that you all use, the schematics that you have. And so it totally makes sense that there's some of that there. But the question and concern I get from people when I've been showing the console is, uh, well, okay, so we use this. What's to say this isn't going to drive us down a road of only using it the way NX wants us to use it? Ah, well. Answer that. That's, uh, you know, basically first on our minds too. Uh, it was it, like, it, it's tricky, right? Like you have like the Angular CLI endorsed by the Angular team. And like, actually like, Back when they were developing the CLI, uh, they were thinking of doing something very similar to Angular Console, like making a UI for it. Yep. And it just didn't happen. Uh, Resources, so, time, et cetera. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, before we like launch it to the pro uh, to the public, we like talked with the Angular team to make sure they were kosher with it. And like, if they weren't, we just wouldn't release it. Like, we needed them to be on board fully. And with that, like. While we sort of own the repo right now and distribute it ourselves, we don't want to. That was just the easiest thing to do. You know, uh, it's hard to get like Google to like sign off on like signing executable code. Like they, they're a big company and they do it like the correct way. Uh, not that we're not, but you know, they, they have lawyers that make them go through a lot more hoops than, you know, a startup does. So yeah, it's wicked proper, right? Is what you're saying. It's wicked proper. Yeah. Um, so, like, eventually, uh, they will own, uh, like, well, they will have ownership of, like, the code base, and they'll be the ones distributing the binary, and they'll be in charge of the release schedule. So, like, we will, like, still be developing it actively because it's my baby, and I love it, and I'll never give her up. And we'll have, like, our own siloed code base of, like, things that... Uh, Basically, we call them like extensions on top of Angular Console. The Vue CLI is a really good like um, extension pattern that I think is really really neato. Where like they have this like base CLI, and you can add packages to it that add functionality to their existing GUI because mm -hmm. um, they have sort of it's mature enough. They have abstractions and they have a proper API for it. Um, and while we don't have that yet, um, we're trying to figure it out by sort of having like our narwhal code live in a siloed code base away from console so that it's not polluted by our narwhal like things. And so they're maintained independently and uh, basically like you don't really have to worry about it only embracing NX because all the NX stuff should be siloed away in an extension. Yeah, it should just be console. schematics on top of it that you can use and it's just another choice, I would assume. Like so far using the, the console when I see it, I mean, NX is in there and I can I can opt in or not use it. But what I like about it is it really is just a nicer way to use the CLI to kind of see a lot of things together, to preview stuff, uh, to add extensions. Like finding extensions is hard. Like if yeah. you didn't know that yeah. prettier extension existed before yeah. Aaron said it, where would you go find it? Yeah, exactly. So this this stuff, I think, probably I like more, it. right? Probably. Yes, I, I guess probably you know, as long as NX, that. and I guess my answer has been for you, as long as NX and I mean, it's fine, our wall, but it's collaboration with the Angular team, as long as NX still stays an option in there and not something that you must choose, I mean, that's the way it's going to be, right? Yeah, like, uh, we like decided fairly early on that we weren't just going to use console as a way to shove NX like into people's lives. Like that has to be a choice. Um, so we sort of had to come up with a different way that uh, that console could be useful, not just to drive like our own products, but useful in another way. And so uh, what we're building is like the sort of way that you can reach out to us. Like we're a consulting company, so we're smart theoretically and you can ask us questions and uh like we have a lot of experience like making angular apps at like huge scale and if you're a startup you might not and console is a good way to like you're in the midst of making your app you might see a bug in there and you might want help with it right then and there and if nobody around you is there um we are building a little thing called narwhal connect 
that allows you to like chat with us. And like a Narwhal engineer will get back to you with the solution that we think is the most proper. Yeah, I saw, I was going to ask you about that. That's new since the last time I looked. It's in the menu item below workspaces is Narwhal Connect. Does that mean like I get you for free? Uh, not for free. <laughs> Obviously, we need to make money. No. Um, Here's John Papa, a deep discount. <laughs> yes, you get the John Papa discount. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so you can press a button and it just uh, it wakes up Victor in the middle of the night and he gets on. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I yeah. normally have to pay Victor $10,000 a minute. Uh, <laughs> he's, an employee. he's just a very important man with very important time pressure. Uh, and we probably should step back and say Victor is uh, one of the co-founders of Narwhal, right? Victor Safkin. So in case oh, yeah. He's just a wonderful human being. Uh, He's great, yeah. brilliant. And he was on the Google Angular team for a long time too. Yeah. And what I heard Dan say was when you click that Narwhal Connect thing, it gives you Victor's cell number. Yeah. And his um, his social. Uh, it's a Canadian social, <laughs> so it's not nearly as useful, but it's still there for you. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, you were talking about how you had lots of ideas for what you thought console could go. Um, oh, yeah. Do you have anything in the works for like next steps that we're, we'll for sure make it? Yeah, um, I'm working on some right now. So basically, I was not very ambitious when I first started uh, the project. Like, you can kind of see that in how it's designed. I'm a teeny bit ashamed of it. Like, despite it having cool animations and looking pretty, it's not like a very like huge desktop focused client application. Like you might say, Visual Studio Code is where like you sort of want it to be as full width on your screen as possible because it's more effective that way. Right now, the tool is effective, like kind of small. And when you make it bigger, it just kind of looks bigger and nothing changes about it. So one thing I have in the works is to like make this a proper like place where you do all of your Angular work. And what that means is like making it a lot more designed for desktop and so one of those one of the features that I'm adding um, is like adding background tasks, so you can sort of run like your dev server and test and lint all at the same time, and have the results of those tasks like always be present for you, and sort of have like a cache of like the commands you run like all the time, so you don't have to like click around for them; they're just there, like reducing the number of clicks to get you up and running, like. If you just opened your laptop, you would just open Angular console. Uh, the button to start your server is right there because you ran it last time. The button to test is right there because you ran it last time. And if you work in multiple repos, like I want this to be like I want you to be able to work in multiple repos with not very many clicks, never lose your visual context of where you are. So those are the things that I have plans like for the immediate future. Very cool. Is your job search stuck? Maybe you're not getting any interviews with employers, or maybe you are, but no job offers. Or you may be new and not even know where to start. This is Charles Maxwood, and I'm releasing a new course and ebook on how to find a job as a software developer. The course walks you through the process of finding the types of companies you want to work for, getting their attention, and putting your best foot forward as the candidate they want. I've coached dozens of developers in looking for jobs and have been able to help several people find jobs within two weeks to two months. So whether you're new to development, can't find a great job that fits what you want, or are looking for remote work from an area without a strong tech community, I can help. Go to getacoderjob.com and sign up today. So why would somebody use, because I get this too, and, and I, I have my own opinion, but why would somebody use this tool who already is very familiar with the CLI? Like if you like the CLI on the terminal, what does this tool offer to them? Oh, I have a delightful answer for that. So uh like I, I had this really fun experience when I was first making console. Like when it, it couldn't do much. Like it didn't have the extension screen or the task screen or the like quick command screen. Uh, but even still, like I needed to generate a new component. Uh, I, I think I needed to make like a, a dialogue for creating a new workspace or something. Uh, and I was like, oh, crap! I just don't quite remember how to generate. Uh, a module with routing. I just I just couldn't remember. So instead of like doing what I normally do and Googling until I find my answer, I just pulled up a, a dev server of Angular console and opened up the Angular console workspace that I was coding and generated a component with it. And it live reloaded 
uh, the thing that I was coding at the same time, which was just a magical moment for me because I was using what I made to make what I make. <laughs> that's way too meta. It's very meta, but uh, that's not a great answer to your question. Um, basically, it's just you don't want the cognitive overhead of having to remember CLI commands. Like, it's not worth your time to learn them. And we can do things better than the CLI can because doing autocomplete in a command terminal, I don't know if you've ever implemented this, it's, it's literally impossible. Uh, the brave gods who have done this to like get, like get autocomplete, um, they are just so nice. And there's like five people in the world that can do it. Uh, it's really hard, but doing autocomplete in a web app, super easy. So we just did it. And that's the reason we have autocomplete and the Angular CLI doesn't, because it was easy for us. Uh, so basically, yeah. Just, I find it's easier to learn on it too for people who, there's a lot of people who go into Angular, React, Vue, et cetera, who don't have, or maybe just don't desire Terminal as much. You know, they're, they're coming from Visual Studio or, or IntelliJ or other kinds of tools and they want that UI. And I think it totally makes sense for them. But also like when I teach Angular, one of the first things I do is teach the CLI. Uh, and the only real friction I've gotten back in that is, hey, you know, I've got to install this thing. And after I install it, I've got to learn these commands. And so just like you're saying, having to know those commands when you just learned it, and you're like, wait a minute, there's ng build and serve, and then there's test and e to e, and what are the 20 flags that go with that? And how does that work again? And I, that's why yeah. I kind of like the UI as a good starting point. Yeah. And then kind of come back, and I fly through the terminal now with my commands, but even though I use the terminal a lot myself, I've still found myself using the console just to look at things like uh, the extensions. You know, to say, oh, I want to add this thing in. It's much easier through there, in my opinion. It's, it's interesting because uh, the CLI is already abstracting multiple things. Like it's, it's pulling you out of Webpack. It's pulling you out of the terminal. Thankfully, on the Webpack one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> stopping you from having to right-click, create file, you know, fill out the component header, then add it to a module so it's provided and exported. And you know what I'm saying? So it's it's already abstracting and speeding it up. So now you've added a UI to it. And um, I think it's going to be attractive for different people. I think there are some yeah. people who are going to say, I got this, how I got it. I think there are other people, whether it's for whether you're John Papa and you're teaching a class to people who are trying to learn this for the first time, and maybe it's easier that way because you can do it on screen. I don't know. Like, I just think that certain people, I think it's going to be a polarizing tool. Some people will not be interested and others will really like it, I think. I don't I think, think it's exclusive. It's not an either or. Like I use yeah, both. Yeah. I use the yeah. CLI for a lot of it, but then the console for a couple things that I find easier there. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would probably try to do things that I'm used to doing on on the command line with the console and the things that I like doing on the console on the command line and just kind of figure out how it fits into my flow. And, yeah. You know, if, if I have two tools and one of them works well for one thing and one of them works well for the other, as long as I don't have to thrash back and forth between them, I, I think you could wind up using both of them. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I think one of the main reasons you use it now is because you have the documentation in line about the schematic. So you don't have to like pull up like, or you don't have to do dash H and you don't have to do dry runs because it does it for you. So just having that is like one scenario where you'd use it now. And I'd hope to add more scenarios over time, but you know, it's, it's just, I guess a nice option to have like in the meantime, and hopefully as it becomes more mature products, like there's plenty of more reasons to use it in the future. So where would you recommend people go to voice their desires for new features or uh, exchanges? Is the issues oh, the yeah. right place? Yeah, issues is definitely the correct place. I'm looking at the issues every day now. And like some of them are really, really good. One person like had this idea, like sometimes I am like looking at my thing that my app that I'm serving in the browser and I lose track of Angular console. So I don't really know when like my tests have finished. And so one of their suggestions is to do what Chrome does um, in this scenario and use like desktop notification banners, which I thought was like, wow, that's that's a great little tweak that 
has already been proven to be successful in the browser. So why not? I think that's a great idea. So bottom line is we're very open and receptive to like people having good ideas and uh, just just go there, file issues, uh, and I'll read them and I'll shoot you down if they're terrible, but I'll probably not think they're terrible. <laughs> it's because you haven't seen my issues yet, bro. That's true. <laughs> Aaron's got a lot of issues, so. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I'm wondering about with this is, was it inspired at all by the view CLI UI? Oh, yeah. No, you can tell. Like, you can just look at it and see, like, oh, he stole their UI in some places. Because I did. I, I Shamelessly, I steal design all the time. Um, and they had a pretty mature, pretty good-looking uh, CLI UI, the only one that I knew existed, really. And uh, I think it's really great. And I hope to like take from them more. Like Their API for adding extensions is really mature. And I think it's really good. And yeah, it, it's a really good product. And as like it, I uh, develop Angular Console more in the future, like I'm moving away from their designs, like as in fully embracing material design, whereas they don't. So they'll likely diverge more and more. But the ideas, I think, mm -hmm. you know, they're GUIs on top of a CLI. How different could they be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too because um, I've seen, you know, depending on who I'm talking to, some level of I guess rivalry, for lack of a better term. Um, but, you know, so somebody who really loves Angular, you know, will be like, oh, well, you know, view, blah, blah, blah. But I love the idea sharing between the frameworks. It's like, hey, they did something and it'll benefit us over here too, right? I'm not interested in necessarily switching frameworks, but I can get some of the good stuff over there and bring it into what I'm doing. So let's let's bring up a, a really big question there because the view UI, the biggest difference between that, I think, in Angular Console is that the implementation is in one electron and the other one it's a web app. Yes. So can you talk about why and pros and cons of those? Yeah. Um, well, like because this is Electron, it also is a web app. Like when I develop it, I do it in Chrome just because it's a little bit easier like to get the dev tools there. Um, so like we could have done it either way and still can really, but the reason that we went with Electron is mostly because someone had done that to the Vue CLI too. They had like just wrapped it in an Electron wrapper and it just looked more beautiful and it was like sitting in my dock. And there was just something about that, like having it like be an honest to goodness web app that just felt really good. Like uh, the whole experience just felt more mature. Um, like not having to like open a terminal and like fire it up and like, have this thing like sitting at localhost. It, it it just didn't feel professional or good. Like I, there's a certain level of polish you can get when you own the entire Chrome of the application, and you can like definitely retain users' focus more. Uh, like if they're not flitting between tabs, they they lose your application um, because Chrome is like the thing that they're using for like. 20 different things at once. They're reading blogs while they're working because they're not good employees. They're like on Twitter. Uh, somewhere in there is the app they're serving. Um, and if Angular Console was in there too, it'd probably get lost. You know, just one of the thousands of browser tabs. But when it's an app, it's just there. It's in your dock and you know where it is. Yep. I love it. I had to do a quick Google search to find the Electron version because, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, although I do... I do like that this Electron, but I also really like that the Vue CLI, that it is web. And for some reason, it just feels like I'm in a web app and I'm building a web app, so it's kind of nice to have a web tab open. Uh, so I don't know. I'm currently yeah. torn on that. Hmm. Well, is like, there any uh, reason you couldn't run the Angular console as a web app, though? No, you can right now. Uh, you just, like, the discoverability isn't there. But when you, like, launch console, what it's doing in the background is it spins up a server on port 7777, mm -hmm. uh, a GraphQL server, no less. So you can actually hit the GraphQL endpoints yourself if you really feel like it. Uh, and it's also spinning up like uh, a server to serve the application. Like we have two servers and you could load it up. Uh, I forget what port it's on, but if you do it, you just open it up in Chrome. And it's the same thing. Uh, we don't really use many uh, Electron APIs at all because we don't really need them. Like we're just like running your terminal and that's really most of what we need. I think I'm going to build a command line interface that takes advantage of the GraphQL API 
in the console app to run my Angular CLI. Yeah, and I just proved it out. I just uh, I went to look all 7777, and it's there it is. Very cool. Yeah, theoretically, it's useful. I don't know. Like, it's basically just parsing your Angular JSON for you, but uh, who knows? Maybe that's, that's good. What port did you go to, John? 7777. While the console's open, obviously. <laughs> right. I assume it shuts down that port in between, right? Is it on, is it on port 80 or what What? Uh, what port are you on? Like uh, Localhost port 7777. Oh, duh, yeah. localhost yeah. 7777. Yeah, sorry. sorry. No, no worries. So, Max, it shuts it down when the console's not running, though, right? Oh, that's legit. Yeah. like that. Dan, sorry. I was looking at Charles and I was seeing Max yeah. on the screen. <laughs> you, need to, you need to do some port forwarding so that I can run Angular apps on your machine. You want me to do it? Let's do it. Do you want me to end Grok it so I have an open port so everyone can start executing and generating components? I think we should let everybody... <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Run seems on legit. Eric's machine. Sounds like it seems like a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really safe. I like it. So yeah, that, maybe... That, that, maybe that turned you into my hero console. dev. And either console ends up on Hacker News because... Because <laughs> someone opened up their ports and got hacked. That's, that's literally the dream. Like, uh, if yeah. that happens, my life would be made as a developer and I could retire. Any news is good news. Yeah, so there's the hacker news that has Frosty's uh, Angular console up, and then there's another hacker news article that says that Frosty has more Angular apps on his com- computer than anybody else ever in, in his the world. Yeah, I could win. I could have a title. I could. That's right. I could be the best at something. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I submitted that PR for that uh, oh, for that thing, and uh, it's kind of exciting that you guys are so open to getting help on this. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of a fan of this of this tool, especially for I think the people that are attracted to this kind of idea are going to absolutely love it. Well, it's great. I'm glad you guys like it. Um, we have like uh, certainly more things like that we're going to add to it in the future that I think will make it even like. I don't know, more attractive to use. Like, uh, I have, there's a new, like, Narwhalian. Uh, his name is Jack, I believe. Uh, yep, Jack, uh, is to you. You guys and, call yourselves Narwhalians? Oh, it's a, uh, we are, we do now. Uh, I'm making it official. We're, we're all Narwhalians. <laughs> Wait, is that, so that's you making it official, not everyone else on the team? <laughs> Look, it's, it's, it's on the podcast, so it is official. <laughs> Like, it can't be narwhalers. If it's narwhalers, it. they're people that kill narwhals, so it's not cool. <laughs> so it's got to be something besides the go-to name. All right, I'm making it official. Then we're the official podcast of something. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, a fellow narwhaler named Jack uh, is uh, again taking inspiration from the Vue CLI, which does something really, really cool when you build your application, and it shows you this like kind of cool like infographic of like your bundle and like where like the different chunks came from like this came from moment js and it's this big like 20 percent of your bundle is that and 20 percent is your actual client code and all that and we call that like uh structured output like you take what's in the terminal or like any metrics you can get about it and you like put a really nice gui on top of it to make it useful um There's... and that 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 stuff already exists, right? Through Webpack, and you should be able yeah. to expose it through the console. Like I've I've run it, and you can tell the CLI give me the output, and then you have to run the Webpack bundle op, uh, analyzer to get the view that you're talking about. But if exactly. you build that all in to where someone who doesn't know how to install the bundle analyzer and they don't know how to put that extra switch on there to get the analyzer, like yeah, that would be actually really valuable for yeah for a lot uh, of reasons. the. The, the Webpack analyzer, you know, they're heathens and they used React to make their like analyzer app. So we can't use it. It's it's <laughs> garbage, uh, it's trash, and I won't touch it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, those dirty Facebookians. <laughs> uh, just I don't even know where they get off. Um, so one thing that's uh, I'm gonna work with Jack. How to do, dare they write something for free in React and give it away to the world? Right. Right. You get it, Aaron. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to, I don't know, we're, we're going to do basically the same thing. 
but it'll be prettier, obviously, because it'll be V2, and we'll look at like why there's isn't as pretty as it could be. Uh, and it'll be Angular, so like the code will be prettier, obviously. Yeah, I like it. So one other thing that I'm wondering about is, well, for one, um, Aaron, it looks like you just put in a pull request to add that uh, plugin or that schematic to the extensions. Yes. And you did it pretty fast, so it wasn't that hard to do. Well, uh, I mean, it's also failing CI, so, you know. <laughs> it's what? I, I, it's probably not formatted properly. Uh, <laughs> a big red X next to your... your Aaron had two lines of code, and you couldn't... You had one line of code. <laughs> I did, did I really, I really kill it? You're, yeah. you're just one yarn format away from the live merging this on the podcast hold on dude awesome we gotta fix it live on air come on aaron oh let me find it i don't it's a space problem <laughs> aaron oh, sounds I know exactly what it like is. how i sound when i know I'm what it is my like, lines oh. my line space is too long sorry i'm, I'm making one more edit oh no know. way it's your line spacing it's my line space is too long yeah so, so you have a linter yeah. in your ci uh someone does yeah they do yeah yeah I just fine-tuned our CI yesterday. It went down from eight whole minutes, you know, so long, to uh, four minutes, 45 seconds. So theoretically, four minutes and 45 seconds from now, we'll have a new extension. Wow. Nice. I'm a podcaster, so that makes me a math genius. Uh, That's like half as long. That is like half as long, yeah. I felt really, (laughs) really special. Um, Victor said I did a nice job, which always makes my day. Any compliment from Victor kind of just makes my life. Yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is it makes me half as likely to go check Twitter between builds, right? Uh, That's true. I committed this change, guys. I I mean... All right, let's go back and see. I think we're cooking with gas. I don't know. Is it like green light, green arrow? No, I mean, it it takes a second. Oh. It takes four minutes. Yeah. Sorry. 45 seconds, of course. I'm just failing live. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's what CI is for, dude. Well, I used uh, I used the GitHub web editor is what I did. I didn't actually like fork. Oh, Why is that failing at live? It was a space issue you had to fix. Come on. <laughs> you know, I use the live, I use the editor in the web a lot too, because it's like otherwise you gotta clone it locally, pull it down, make your one line yeah. change. For change like this, totally cool for you to do this. Yeah. Now we're all watching. I don't, yeah. Uh, three minutes to go. Got boring, right? The podcast <laughs> sucks at this point. Chuck, Chuck, can you sing a song while we wait? Oh, please, Chuck. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, no. failed again. Dead. Yes. Oh, wait. Why? Why, though? No, you could just run prettier. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So here's a good question for you. If somebody wanted to make a pull request, is there a contributions page? Oh, there is. Yeah. Uh, nice of you to mention it. Uh, the contribution space tells you exactly how to run it, uh, which, which is says run yarn start format check. <laughs> yeah. nice. All right. So basically, we just proved that Aaron and I both don't read. Good. We're bad. Yeah. So one, one other thing that I am looking at here and I'm thinking, okay, you know, we talked about it using some of the Webpack tools and some of the other um the CLI and, and a lot of this runs on the command line and so there's no reason why you couldn't do it. I'm wondering if it's possible to add uh not extensions necessarily to the CLI stuff, but to the console itself. So you know you could have it set up Git or set up some of the other things that don't necessarily aren't Angular specific but are part of my overall template for my application. Or do you yeah. just do all that through schematics as well? It's just a Git schematic. I mean, there's a lot of ways to approach it. Like, uh, I view, or what I view, like, that sort of, like, use case that you just mentioned, it's like, your personal workflow, you probably should, uh, like, it, like integrate that with the Angular CLI um, if you're using it heavily, just because that is how you run everything else. You, why wouldn't you keep it the same? So in that case, I would probably just use an architect command or, you know, worst case scenario, make a yarn script. And then we we have met that use case. We have a screen for it. But where I do think there's a lot of value in like making uh, 
Angular console extensible is to add more GUI on top of other things. Because we already commented like uh, just adding like a, a UI on top of like the existing CLI made it slightly more functional. So maybe we can go a step further. Like source tree adds like a nice GUI on top of Git, and that's helpful to some people. And maybe uh, somebody can write an extension for console to like just make that like in console, so you don't have to flip between applications. I think like that sort of thing, so you can like surface information in like a visually attractive and like useful manner. That's that's what I think like extensions for Angular consoles should be used for. Gotcha. So uh, for the record, the formatting is in my commit message, not in the uh, the file. So. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you that bugs are. My bad. My bad. Cloning now. That when commit messages are part of the pull request, it uh, yeah. like commit. yes, you didn't use proper casing. It's good. <laughs> it brings sanity to chaos. So I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but yeah, that's why it's failing. Have any of you ever contributed to Angular? It took me like uh, my very first time, like twenty <laughs> tries to get the commit message right. Do you know why I only have uh, three fingers on one hand? Because two of them were taken by that uh, automated tool. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> No. Exactly. I hear you. We're starting to go off the rails. Anything else we should jump on before we go to picks? Mm. And by starting to go off the rails, we went way off the rails, but it was fun. Uh, well, I think I think my boss would be mad at me if I didn't plug Narwhal Connect some more. Can I do that? Go for it. Great. So Narwhal Connect is our support product to make you a uh, a better developer by answering any questions you have while you're coding and using our extensive knowledge of Angular to make you a more productive Angular developer. And it's built in right into Angular console. You should check it out today. Um, that's my blurb. In the console? Oh, yeah, it is in the console. It is in the console. It's oh, like wow. pretty it's bad kinda hidden, right now. It's kind of hidden in a little menu in the left. And I, I didn't like your, uh, Very <laughs> intentional. I liked your blurb voice. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like how I was... Uh, I couldn't even look into the camera as I was doing it. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. And in the console today. It kind of sounded like one of those medical you know, commercials that you see on late night TV. Like, <clears throat> I expected a guy to come on afterwards and be like, sorry, this will, my call is bleeding and death and you're looking <laughs> while you're using it. <laughs> I didn't know Narwhal Connect was a thing. I got I to pump this real quick. I once I'm upgraded the biggest Angular JS project I've ever seen or heard of to be with NG upgrade when working with Angular. And it took me a long time to do. And I don't think I would have been able to do it if I wasn't personally friends with Victor and personally friends with Rob Wormel. And so uh, Angular, NG upgrades hard. And there's a lot of problems that mm -hmm. I've solved because I have cool, fr I have, I have connections with some friends that are smart. I think Narwhal Connect is a way for people and enterprises who don't have those same friendships to get that same help. So I actually think Narwhal Connect is, is awesome. I think people should get serious about it because they could save thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars with a couple phone calls once in a while. So this is actually huge. Yeah, it definitely, like, it sucks to have to answer a question that somebody else has answered in an effective way and they already, like, went deep on it. Like, you think, I don't know, potentially thousands of dollars into doing POCs and mostly like you waste your own time. Like you'd rather be implementing than going down a couple tracks that just don't work. And that sucks. So well, yep. it sucks also to have a question that only people who wrote Angular could answer. And that's kind of the, that's one of the benefits of Narwhal Connect. A lot of these people like Jeff and Victor wrote Angular and, and I'm, I'm managing that you're gonna be able to tap the whole Narwhal team to answer some of these questions. Yeah. And like, I fingers crossed like uh, Tor and I uh, help or are helping like Alex Eagle like integrate Angular and Bazel together. So I'm hoping like people might use Angular Connect to ask us about Bazel so that we can all like get really happy and like be hipsters together all using different build systems and then we can go grab a beer after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's go do some picks. I've got to take off. Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way 
to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Alyssa, do you want to start us off with picks? Yeah, I just wanted to say that the library, the component library they worked for, Kendo UI, we recently had our uh, R3 release. And so we've got some cool yeah. updates to our components as well as some new components. So check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, and that is all I have for us today. <laughs> awesome. I've been playing with it mostly because they sponsor the React and JavaScript and Vue podcasts. Mm. And, um, <laughs> so everything but this one. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, it, it they've got some really, really great stuff that I really, really don't want to build on my own in there. And uh, it it's... If you know how to use the frameworks, uh, using Kendo UI really isn't that big a stretch. So, Yeah, I was always surprised when I first got on with the company because I'm one of those people that loves building out things custom. And so I am still surprised by the number of people that I meet at conferences that either don't know how or just have no interest at all in learning how to do like CSS stuff. Like honestly, it's just something they, they could care less about. And so just having something that's fully tested and works and you can just plug it right into your template. Um, they love that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there are lots of devs out there like that. But yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, John, what are your picks? I've got a couple here. The first one is we just kicked off season two of five things about JavaScript on YouTube. This is a, a five-minute show that I do with Burke Holland, we're the co-hosts, and we basically pick somebody to come on the show, and we say five things about a particular topic. And the show that uh, just aired today, which will be in the past when this goes, is one that I was really excited about. It's with Christina Warren, who, if you don't know her, check her out. She's Film Girl on Twitter, and you can look at this link on YouTube to see our episode. She knows more about developing on a Mac than anybody I've ever met. She's awesome. And we have a bunch of tips that Christina shares with everybody on how to develop on a Mac, especially as a web developer. So check out five things with Christina and I. And then the second one is uh, Chuck has been helping me out by starting up a new podcast that I'm doing called Real Talk JavaScript, where we talk about real web apps that people built with JavaScript and kind of go through the, the challenges and things that were hard and things that were like learning lessons and wish you knew before you started the project. So Check us out at realtalkjs.com. Nice. You give me way too much credit. You've asked me a, a handful of questions and I've given you uh, horrible answers. So <laughs> Less than a handful of answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Frosty, what are your picks? Uh, I'm going to pick a YouTube channel called Roll for Initiative. It's a bunch of nerds playing D&D. And uh, it's, I think it's fun. I mean, I'm on it, but I mean, it's, it's self-serving to promote it. But if you, if you don't know how to play D&D or you just want to get to know Joe Eames or whatever better, come check it out. It's a lot of fun. He's a, he's an excellent DM. I keep giving him crap because he changed it to Monday night and I can't go anymore. Yeah. Cause I usually, I usually have other stuff going on Monday night. So we miss you. Yeah. Sorry. I've been playing D&D with my uh, brothers and sisters. I guess it's my turn to do picks. Um, and uh, so that's been fun. Um, I actually picked up some, uh, some D&D stuff because my brother's been DMing and he's poor and I'm not. So, you know, I, I got like a whiteboard grid thing for the maps. You can draw yeah. your maps. And I got some figurines so that he doesn't have to use these... Uh, 
cheap little things that he printed off the internet and folded so that they will stand up. Yeah. And some yeah. origami characters. Yeah, basically. Well, it, it's got the character printed on it and he's anyway. Um, so yeah. Hey, sometimes all that matters is the, the heart of the group, you guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why it's fun. Right. So I've been playing with, um, two of my sisters and their husbands and then, um, two of my brothers who aren't married. Cause anyway, um, so yeah, so, but it's, it's been way fun. And, uh, no, no, wait, 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 now. Why aren't they married? Let's go let's back go. to the why let's are go. they married part. I, I was like, is that, a, is that like because they play D&D? Like, well, I don't like, know. No, no, that's no, a correlation. No, <laughs> no it's not because they play D&D. It's just because, uh, they're not they, married. They don't listen to this show. Because <laughs> brothers can't legally get married in this country. Right? Because they because they don't use Angular console, right? Oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> well, two, two brothers, I think it's legal, but I'm not positive. <laughs> They're a little bit quirky. I'll just put it that way. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, now I'm in trouble. Somebody's going to be like, "Hey, did you hear what your brother said on his show?" Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, it's been a ton of fun. So. Um, I've been buying stuff like books and things. Um, I've also been uh, listening to a book on Audible. And yes, I've picked this on other shows. Um, so if you've listened to some of those and you're like, you've picked this like four times. Uh, well, I'm Stop not recycling shows. your picks, Chuck. I am. But this book is awesome. And I think everybody should read it. It's called Extreme Ownership. And it's written by a couple of former Navy SEALs. And um, they apply their leadership experience in the military to business and personal stuff. And it's it's just an awesome book. And they kind of go back and forth. Hey, we went through these things in Iraq. And then, you know, here's here's a corollary of somebody who had an issue in business and, and how we talked them through it. And uh, anyway, they, they illustrate the points really, really well. Um, I guess they do a bunch of consulting for uh, businesses helping them figure out their leadership issues. And anyway, I'm just really, really loving the book. Um, so I'm going to pick that as well. Um, and then finally, I want to shout out. Uh, uh, so Aaron, you're starting a new company, Hero Devs. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just I just wanted to shout out. We we chatted about it a bit at Framework Summit, and it it sounds really exciting. I mean, um, you know, you got some top notch people working for you, um, and it sounds like you're kind of set up to handle all kinds of different scenarios for people depending on their budget and what they need. So. Um, I'm just going to encourage people to go check it out. Is it herodevs.com? Yep. The website will be up soon. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll pump it another day when the website's fully ready. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for pumping it out there. We're excited. We actually, we're off to a fast start, which is why the website's not ready yet. We've gotten a lot of work going already in the first few weeks. So thanks. Yeah. How does the saying go? Cobbler's children have no shoes. Yep, the, the web plumbers. development company has no in the plumber's That's house, like, there's always a leaky faucet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. So yeah. And then I just want to encourage people to go check out realtalkjs.com again. Real talk. Did I get everyone's picks? Dan, do you have some picks for us? Oh, yeah. I got a couple. Um, here, I'll share the link. Uh, I was reading this uh, collection of short stories by Kurt Vonnegut, who's the best author um, ever. Um, and the collection is called uh, Look at the Birdie, but... Honestly, most of the collection um, is of unpublished short stories, and they were unpublished for a reason. Like, they're just not up to par. But one of the short stories in it is called The King and Queen of the Universe, and it's, like, a really short read. It's, like, 18 pages and just incredibly poignant. Uh, it's, like, sardonic in a way only Vonnegut can do, and I think it's great. Uh, if you're in the mood for, like, a very tragic story of, two people finding love in a really strange way, you should read it. Um, and other than that, uh, I was in London um, a month ago and I got some really cool boots. They're called Grinders. And anybody who likes looking punk should get some Grinders boots. And also when I was there, I saw this, uh, this punk band called The Screaming Females. They're from North Carolina, I think. And they're just really good. So if you're in a punk mood, you should grab some grinders boots and start listening to the screaming females a whole bunch. I love it. (laughs) 
Very cool. If people want to find you online, Dan, where do they go? Oh, um, it's hard. Uh, but um, I'm basically Mr. Miku everywhere. That's M-R-M-E-K-U. That's my GitHub handle, my Twitter handle, uh, theoretically my LinkedIn. I don't know. I don't use anything online, but you can like shoot me an email. Uh, I think I have Mr. Miku at Gmail, at Yahoo, at AOL. You can just pick a dart, throw it at it, uh, and you'll probably hit me. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Miku at something, and that's how you can get in touch with me. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, and we will be back with you all next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more. <laughs>